You're listening to The Pastor Pod, sharing what we're learning to help you lead well in our culture today. This podcast is hosted by pastors Josh Robinson and Jay Mudd. Their goal is to be real, transparent, and let you in on what pastors really think about stuff. Welcome back to The Pastor Pod. We're so glad you're with us. Uh, taking some time to to lean in with me and Jay, uh, the Pastor Pod. If you're just new to this awesome community, we are sharing what we're learning, having honest conversations, and really at the end of the day, the Pastor Pod's all about what pastors really think about stuff. So, Jay, so glad you're with me again. Well, we say you're pastors. It, maybe that's kind of a little biased because it's really just me and you what we think about things. <laughs> uh, we have guests from time to time, but really, it's it's what do we think about things? So right. uh, I, I guess it was a shout out though because we've, like Josh, you were mentioning earlier, we've heard some from some of our uh, buddies from school. Yeah, this week got some emails. Shout out to Zeb Cook, who yep. gave us a little shout out email. Emailed us and said, hey enjoying the podcast and then uh there was another one who was the other one uh, remind me yeah brian mcpherson was also another bcf grad so zeb and brian shout out to you guys man it's so good that you're tuning in and zeb's up in north carolina and brian's in georgia so man go. good stuff awesome. we're glad they're tuning in we might have to have them on sometime yeah listen let's let's have people i love having guests um and i think you know we can look forward to this year, we're going to have some guests just like we did last year. Um, we've been talking about having even some, uh, maybe even a repeat, because there's some that just, they have gold and it's hard not to say, can you come back and give us some more? So looking forward to that and um, grateful people are working through some of the learning process we have with podcasting, because if it's not a shock to you, we don't we don't exactly know all that we're, what we're doing, um, but we just know we have a passion to bring, uh, you know, good, honest conversations and uh, to the table and say, hey, look, what do we think about this? What's, what's going on? And we love to get your feedback. So make sure that you're reaching out. Don't feel bad about emailing us or reaching out and let us know uh, what you're thinking, but there's been lots of tech issues along the way of us learning how to edit and put things together. And um, that's even going into church. I don't know about you, but lately, uh, when did you, Josh, let me ask you this. When did you start with the online uh, really getting your act together online? Was it before the pandemic or was it, when, when was it, when was, when did the bridge yeah. church really get their act together on that? How much of a presence did they have before the pandemic? Cause I think the pandemic kind of really pushed and lunged everything into action, but how much was it beforehand? Yeah. If you missed the earlier episodes, I shared a little bit of my story of moving to the bridge right when the pandemic, everything shut down where I was in Jacksonville and also here. So so yeah, when I moved here, it was literally online only because of our location. We're portable. The high school wouldn't let us in. So we were uh, shooting our pre-recording our worship uh, sermons in the office. We have an office space that we rent here in Venice. So we were using this little room and then we decided to go to the bigger room where the youth and larger groups meet. And, and so we're, we tried our best to be creative, but really it was really stripped down, simple, um, not a lot of camera shots. Then we tried to go to a couple camera shots and, and just, just tried to, to keep being creative and not let it, not let it become so just, just basic and just camera, one camera shot, no creativity. So we tried our best to be that way. We don't have a facility. We don't have all the newest stuff. So we, I think we did the best we, the best we could with what we had, but. Well, yeah, I, thinking back to when it was like we couldn't meet in person did you mm -hmm. feel weird not actually getting up and going somewhere on the weekend to actually worship oh, i hated it i hated I, it i always felt like odd it was odd 
Like I, I don't know. It was weird for it's me. It's just, it's just not, it's not enough. Can I just say it was, it was weird. It was strange mm-hmm. for me. My kids mm-hmm. got even thought it was weird. They're like, what is going on? Like I'm watching, and now that, can we just talk about what it's like to watch yourself on video? Yeah, let's uh, talk about it. That's awkward. That's super awkward. I don't like hearing my voice. And I it's don't weird to watch voice. yourself and be like, well, that's a good point. Oh, that's prideful. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah. Or like, <laughs> why did I say that? Why do I look that way when I why say, did I you know, wear that shirt? That's the, you're even more spiritual than I was. I'm like, dang, don't wear those pants again. Jay, don't wear those pants. I'm so self-conscious about the way I look. I think every camera. pastor struggles with that. I, if, we're, if we're horrible. honest, we struggle with it. Some of my good friends, some of my good friends, I, I, I preached this past week, got off of the platform and I decided this week I was going to, I was going to look different. I was like, Hey, I'm going to wear khakis this week. Cause I wear jeans. Like, if you don't know me, I, I, I could wear a hoodie. And mm-hmm. I mean, I planted a church. So there's really the DNA is whatever I want it to be, whatever we created to be. Right. And so it's jeans and my I'm Grayson wears a jeans and a black shirt every Sunday. Right. I'm like, is right. that all you have? That's the worship leader. Co- that's the I worship leader uniform, man. You said costume. You're accurate. Absolutely oh, right. It's a costume. It's <laughs> no, a costume. I meant to say uniform. Worship all the leaders, worship leaders are like, you delete. They're, they're canceling this podcast. You are canceled. <laughs> cancel. Cancel, Josh. So <laughs> I will never forgive you for what you've said. No, it's funny, though. It, Put your costume yeah. on. Uh, so I wore khakis <laughs> and I wore these blue uh, uh, um, Clark nice uh, shoes. And somebody got off there and said, Jay, are you, do I call you Elvis now? I was like, what are you talking about? Elvis? Blue, su- blue suede shoes on today, Jay. I was like, oh, come on. What? Sounds, come sounds, on. Sounds You're trying here. You're trying. I'm trying. I'm trying to shake yeah. it up a little bit. Look a little nice. So <laughs> anyhow, it, let's just talk about the awkwardness of it. And yeah, online church has really been a game changer. It really has changed mm-hmm. things. And um, that's why I'm excited about our conversation today, Josh, is we're going to really be talking about and trying to answer the question is online church the future and what that looks like and uh, i think it's something every leader is wrestling with right now any church leader uh, that is trying to figure out you know that next step they're wrestling with like what role does online play and uh, today we're going to look at pros we're going to look at cons and, and really what this means for the future. It's going to be a good conversation. I think it's one that I'd love to hear feedback on. I'm hoping people will interact with us on this and join the conversation. So let's take a short little break and then we'll be right back. Uh, we're, we're going to have this good conversation, Josh. All right. So we'll be right back. All right. Welcome back. And, uh, you know, Josh talking about being on camera. We, we have this conversation every week when we get on this podcast. If you're not watching on YouTube, you're missing out because you can see that Josh has the brain power behind him with all the books and I'm in my basement and you can't see really anything behind me. That's all a joke. It's just, just a green screen. Oh, it's just a green screen. No, I'm kidding. That? It's it's really my books, but you know, it just makes me look smarter. I need all the help I can get. So, and then we know. have this debate back and forth all the time about the headphones. Like and I tell Josh all the time, yeah. he's got like the real podcast headphones. And I'm like, I don't want those. My head's already. They're like 28 enough. bucks on Amazon. They're, they're not special, but my head's already big enough. So I don't need anything else sticking on it. And so I get these little earbud things. My, my worship leader makes fun of me um, in his costume every week. So when do you do anyhow, a podcast on worship leaders and invite some worship leaders to come on? There we go. And talk That'd about like, the, the, you know, yeah. like the relationship the rela- between the yeah. worship. And, ah, that's a good one, right? That would be down. a fun one. Yeah. We'll have to come up with that. But today we're going to be talking about online church. So we're glad you're here and uh, we look forward to uh, really talking through this. And so, um, Josh, I'm curious to know as we're, uh, you know, we dive into this subject, um, what are some of the pros that you have found when it comes to 
um, church online. Um, have we learned and what have we learned about it being a resource for the local church um, and the purpose of the church? So uh, dive in, let us know a little bit about what you found to be uh, beneficial of online church. You know, of course, it's a it's great to have because you can connect people. You can people now watch church before they ever show up in person. That's like the new front door. I think it's not the front door. It's not even the website. I think it's even the online, the website that leads to the online experience of so people. I met people that were moving here, like watching online for months before they decided to actually like join the church. So they would zoom with me or they'd say, Hey, can we talk to you about this? Or we want to know about where you guys are going and your vision. And so it really opened the door to a lot of connection when everything was shut down in 2020. But here's the thing. I'm, a, I'm in Florida. It's very different than Massachusetts. It's very different than some other states. And so my experience with online is very different than what you've experienced and others have experienced. So online's great. I love that we have teaching content available. We have worship that people can tune in if they can't be there or if they're sick or they're uh, out of town. I think all of that is huge. I struggle though with how, how, what is the future? What does that look like? Is that going to be the full picture of the local church? I, I know that's, we're going to talk about that, but, but I think there's a lot of pros to it. And I think that the 2020 probably sped up the process for every church to figure out what their online looks like. They, they had to, all those that were fighting it and were making fun or, or, or thought, man, we're, you know, churches that are, you know, that are trying to be cool or whatever, they had to figure out some way to, to broadcast their services to minister to their people. So I think it took, it took away a lot of like 10 years of arguments. And well, now churches are saying, was, what, what now? You know, it was almost, re- it was almost required. Like you, again, you had to uh, church plant. So this started in Josh, this all started in 2019. Here we are in 2022. It's hard to believe it's been that long. Mm-hmm. And so all this started. And so in 2019, we were only, you know, we were only a few years in and we were making plans to go, you know, start online because we we knew that's what we needed to do. But with a church plan, it moves a little slower. Mm-hmm. And you might be listening and find yourself in a spot where you're not there yet either and trying to navigate, mm-hmm. well, how do I make this happen? But we saw the pros in it. Uh, before the pandemic. But as you said earlier, it sped everything up and we had to figure it out. And uh, we really fumbled through quite a bit of what that looked like. And uh, it was not, it was not easy, but we realized Mm -hmm. for the same reasons you used, like we, one, it's a great connector. And even today, so now, you know, Mm -hmm. we're back in person, um, just like most churches are back in person. I'm not sure if there's any areas that are not meeting in person right now, but we're, we're in person. Uh, we're back to a mass mandate here in Massachusetts. Uh, mm-hmm. And so, well, in, in my area, not all of Massachusetts, but where I'm at. So we still have to wear a mask to church, but we're, we're back in person, but we still see the value of having it in person. I mean, online, because as you said, when people are sick, when people are not there, mm-hmm. um, people will tune in, they'll listen to it. Now they may not be listening to it live. What I have found is people are not listening to it live or watching it live. Mm-hmm. And uh, the awkwardness when it comes to online tends to be the worship aspect, the music aspect. Um, that's what I've heard from people is, you know, I'm not typically watching it online, but that's what I've heard mm-hmm. from people. But there's some great pros to it. And I think it's it's worthwhile. I think it's a it's a means to the future. As you mentioned earlier, it is it is part of the front door. 
still mm-hmm. think the website, obviously somebody's going to Google you. And I ask yeah. people how you found us. They're going to be like, Hey, we Googled milestone, right? Mm-hmm. Or we Googled churches near me. But typically what they're going to do ever before they ever darken our doors is they're going to find something, some kind of content that's going to give them that kind of experience. And I think one of the benefits we have is we have an opportunity to really invite people into our church gathering before they ever show up. Cause we all know being a guest at a church, the awkward moments are the first few moments when you don't know what to expect. Yeah, You don't know, you know, this kind of can break down that barrier. Now I say that, but then there are some churches now that their online experience looks totally different than the in-person experience. And I'm mm-hmm. not saying that's negative at all, but that's a whole different approach mm-hmm. that you're seeing nowadays is that, and it takes a little bit more work because now you're having to, that's pre-recorded, obviously, mm-hmm. because that pastor, one of my friends here is doing it. And that pastor has to preach it earlier in the week so that what's broadcast is actually pre-recorded because they're, that's not their, you know, they're at a table in a dining room. Mm-hmm. You obviously know that's not what it looks like in the church building. Right. And you're catering. I think there's twofold there. You're catering. That is catering to the person who is not ready to come to church yet. They're mm-hmm. not ready to darken the doors and they're there. You're really connecting with that person as the pastor versus mm-hmm. letting them into the experience of what church looks like. So when you do online, are you broadcasting your service or are you doing something separate, Josh? I'm just out of curiosity. I we we're right now we're live, live, you know, so it's whatever's happening happens. And we've had, we've had a lot of technical issues. We've had some limitations because of internet issues that where we, where we meet, of course, that's not necessarily anyone's fault it just happens off and on so we've had some we've had some technical glitches and issues that we we've had to just work on each week so there's sometimes one service will go the internet cuts out like last week we had the big storm came through so we lost power three times and so the first service was cut in half you know so all the internet (laughs) yeah so it's hard you know so right now that's that's what we're doing when we were shut down we did pre-recorded live right no during that season. Yeah. And we, we've even taken other boundaries. I mean, we've been really creative with our online. We have, if you watch our online, you'll see probably anywhere between three and five different shots, but we only have two cameras. Uh, We have a wireless Rover camera that changes positions all throughout our thing. We've gotten really creative with how we can do it to where we can keep it. So Mm -hmm. there's a lot of benefits to, I believe the online experience that we Absolutely. I, it's part of the future. I believe it's part of where we are. We need to learn to mm-hmm. embrace it. And every church will embrace it differently. There's a lot of churches that are smaller and just yes. don't have the capacity mm-hmm. to do what other churches are doing. And um, mm-hmm. I, that that's a difficult situation to be into because you get that kind of like comparison. Uh, con- yes. I, would, I would encourage people this. When it comes to online, um, do the best you can with what you have and mm-hmm. avoid, avoid at all costs the comparison. Because even though mine is as good as it is and yours is as good as it is, um, you know, we're probably not up there with the, the Craig Rochelle's and the, the bigger mega churches that are doing online. We're not there. And so just do the best you can with what you have. If it's one camera in the back that's running on your phone and it's not even on a real camera, um, just love your people, shepherd your people and do the best you can with your people. Um, I believe that's really an encouragement for our pastors that are listening mm-hmm. going, Hey, how do I, how do I do this? Cause depending mm-hmm. on the size of your church and your ability is what you can do. Um, but I believe the pros outweigh um, the challenges, the which yeah. we're going to look at in a minute, but the challenges well, and, and, and it's, it's necessary. Not, it's not like this is something we just had to do because COVID came like this is, 
this is what audio sermons used to be to 1980s. Well, this so is where like the tapes were. Thing. You got to yeah, tape yeah, like, to like you, back right? in the day, like go get my tape or get my CD. Or, oh, then when the CDs come, or get my CD in the back. I was like, oh, CD, you know. Everybody had the now, CD burner tower. <laughs> yeah, like your podcast, your your <laughs> online service is in essence to this generation that's coming up. That's normal. Like it's not like this new thing. Yeah, you know, it's not like this. Oh wow, that's they have an online service. It's almost like that's a given that's that's expected and it's a it's a it's a it's an influence and it's a way to reach connect and encourage people but right. is it the full answer and that's what we're talking about today so let's talk so we talked a little about pros and i think we've we've nailed the fact there's a lot of pros and there's tons that we didn't even cover that are that are when it comes to online church but what about some of the challenges because i think this is where i really want to get real and some people don't want to be transparent about it we want to act like we have our act together but there are challenges. What are some of the challenges that we see when it comes to online church? Josh, what about you guys? I mean, I think at this point of our, you know, I don't even know what you call the COVID history, but let's just say we're in the, we're in the Omicron. Third, we're in the third, third season. Level. We're in the Omicron season. Okay. At this point, most people. <laughs> have you ever seen, have you ever seen, uh, <laughs> Have you ever seen, uh, no, what is it, uh, uh, Inception? We're in the third tier of dreams. Yeah, is what we are. We're in the third tier. We're three I still don't understand that movie, though. That movie no confused me. No okay. one does. I, I, think I walked a, away like, that was cool. That's why this is a good I, comparison. No one understands <laughs> what we're going through or happening. Nobody even knows. The, even the pros who think they have it all put, they don't understand. We don't understand, but we yeah. know we're in the third tier. Okay, I'm sorry, yeah. Josh. I no, just, no. hit me. Portable church streaming is limited, especially if you're a portable church. Like if you, I just said that wrong. If you're a portable church, streaming and online is, is extra difficult because you're limited 100%. by where you meet at, yes. how fast the internet is, all that technical stuff. And you can't make decisions. You can't change equipment because it's not your equipment. So that's a challenge. That That's a challenge. Not, not a hurdle, just it's a challenge. I think the other side of it is how do we know who's committed to our local church? Who, who's actually committed a part, a member, a partner, whatever you call your people? If they're only online and they don't connect, they don't fill out the, the online church connection card, they don't ever really comment or chat, but they, they kind of tune in either online, live, or like on demand at Sunday night or Monday morning or whatever. If we don't know they're tuning in and they're new and there's no data on them how do we how do we fulfill the one another's how do we follow up what if they have a prayer need what if they they want to take a next step in their faith if there's no connection communication that's a challenge and then i think the other one is a big one is that the online church culture outside of severe medical dealing with cancer you're homebound you know you you travel you know half the year because of your job I think the increase of the consumeristic Christianity has been amplified through the online church push because people would rather sit on the couch, not get dressed because they've, they're exhausted on Sunday morning and they watch and tune in or, or take a nap during our sermons, whatever, that, that it creates this environment that because of COVID, that's okay to do that indefinitely. Mm. And I struggle with that. Because I do know people that have severe like health concerns and they're going through treatment and they can't be out with a group of people and it's not just even COVID. So there's, there's, that's not what I'm talking about, but that consumeristic 
I'm not going to come to church because I might get, I might catch the virus. But then they're also involved in every other realm of society. And you see them at the ball field, you see them at Publix, you see them at, I struggle with that. And, and I, I don't want to be, I don't want to be critical, but that's just being honest. I think, I think if we could, if we were to poll every pastor in America, that's where so much strain has been is like, you don't know who's really with you anymore. And what COVID has revealed is how many people are truly committed to their local church. So I know I'm, I'm just kind of rapid fire, but I actually think you're, I think the honest and transparency is good. Um, We tag this saying, this is what pastors are really thinking about things. And we can speak from our perspective and and we all have, we have conversations with other pastors, but there's no doubt it's been shown that this is one of the most challenging times to be a pastor. Ed Stetzer tweeted the other day, pray for your pastor. This is a challenging time for anyone to be a pastor. Mm -hmm. And I think some of the reasons why is what you're, what you're communicating is some of the challenges that come with online are exactly what you're talking about. There are the limitations that come based off of uh, what you're able to do is kind of what I was talking about just a few minutes ago. Some people feel as if, well, I can't do it to that level, so I can't do it at all. Or I'm portable and the internet's, you know, sketchy here, there. I don't know if I can do it. There's those limitations. Um, But then there's ramifications. There's limitations and there's ramifications. And I think the ramifications of what you're talking about are some of the most intense challenges that we're facing and hear this from a pastor's heart. It's not even, it is not necessarily critical of any, it's a pastor's heart. A pastor says, I want to shepherd people. I want to love people. I want to lead people. I want to be there. I want to lock arms with them. And Mm -hmm. when I'm not seeing them, when I'm not interacting with them, when I'm not, I don't even Mm -hmm. know if you've been around, you're not engaged to the level you need to be engaged. It's hard for me to do that. And it breaks a pastor's heart. It, 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 it tears it, it you does. apart. It does. Cause yeah. you, you know what you've been called to do. And I, I can, le- I can understand what you're saying. The increase, you know, the increase of like a consumer Christian mentality in some ways we've almost were kind of, and I I'm going to get blasted for this. I'm, I'm almost kind of fearful of what I can say, but I'm being real with you. Right. But it's almost as if we are, we're making this extremely easy to call ourselves Christians at this point, because we can just add it to our life. Mm-hmm. I can be, I can watch online on Tuesday morning on my way to work. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have to go on Sunday. I can just watch it on my way to work, um, which they were treating it no different than this podcast right now. Yeah. It's just something Consu- you're different. just consuming content. Yeah. It, so I think online can be, you can connect, you can pray for one of you can 100% do things that are living out the gospel. Right. Right. But you cannot fully be relational, caring, life on life, you know, equip others just online. And I I think that's, there's a lot of push right now saying, oh no, that's the future. Yes, it's the future of of it being a tool, but the true epidemic, true pandemic has not just been a virus. It's been relational isolation and depression and suicide. Studies have proven this. Studies are proven. Of course, nobody talks about it hardly. Right. The political world, the, the news world, they hardly ever talk about that. It's just about what gets the views right now. And, and there, is a, there is a true virus. Trust me. I know. I've been right. through it. But I'm just saying, at the end of the day, uh, the goal is life-on-life relationships. And, and you can't sit behind a screen all the time and expect to grow spiritually and, and, and be challenged, equipped, and encouraged. So 
but I also, I also see the other side. There's people that, are, that truly have been sick going through challenging seasons. That that's one thing. And I can totally, well, I think totally there's a difference in that. what you're saying though. Let's just be, let's call it yeah. what it is. Let's be real clear. Yeah. I, I want to be, you know, there's a difference. There's a, there's a tool that can be mm-hmm. used in seasons of life where it's necessary. I can't yeah. meet with my church family. Mm-hmm. but I want to be with my church family. And so here's a yeah. resource and a tool that a church has available that we can do it. But mm-hmm. then there comes a point where it's no longer necessary for you in life. And you, you know, what does it look like for you to engage with your church family on an int- more intimate level, um, yeah. life on life. And I, and I understand this is the, you know, this is the future. And in some sense, everything's moving mm-hmm. to a oh, technical, yeah you know, tech, technology is advancing and we need to embrace that as a local church, but we cannot neglect being the local church. Um, and, and again, what that looks like to be the local church, um, because that's the other difficulty. And I say the other challenge that's coming in here is no longer, we, we have to be careful about that because now what stops me from living in, you know, Metro West Boston, where I'm at now and saying, mm-hmm. I go to church in, uh, you know, Colorado, because I'm mm-hmm. worshiping with such and such church in Colorado. Um, what does it mean to be the local church? Right. And I think that's another struggle because mm-hmm. that local witness is extremely, extremely important. If I'm just making, if I'm trying to point everybody to a church in Colorado, it's very hard for us to really, you know, lock arms mm-hmm. and be the church and have that mm-hmm. force that we can have if we're a local church. So that's another challenge that I see happening. And so it's I a think- challenge. It's an opportunity, I think, along with what you're saying, there's a, there's an opportunity involved in that. I just, I just really struggle with, with how do we, how do we disciple lead and equip people if you never see them? So there's engagement, you just piece. never see them. There's yeah. an engagement piece that is a two way, you know, it's mm-hmm. a two way thing. So you, you've seen the memes like, you know, uh, you know, I, I feel bad sometimes when I don't call people to check up on them, but then I realize the phone is two way works both ways and they're not calling right. me either. Mm-hmm. Um, is it a two way relationship? I think that's the question we need to be asking mm-hmm. and you should be asking if you're on, is it a two way relationship or is it not only a one way relationship? If it's only mm-hmm. one way, is that really a relationship that you have with your local church? Yes. If all you're doing is consuming and there's mm-hmm. nothing back, um, because yeah. again, let's not neglect the fact that we're called to use our time, talents, and treasure That's right. to advance the kingdom. So how are we using our talents? How are we using, mm-hmm. how are we investing in? It's a two way, a relationship's always two ways. So that relationship with the local church cannot only be one way. And mm-hmm. that's a question. If you can't answer that and say, yes, it's two way. And this is the way it is two way. Then there's mm-hmm. a red flag that maybe you're falling into this spot where, um, you've, you've kind of gotten content, which is being online versus engaging with a local church. And you can do that online, even if you're sick or not able to, you could still mm-hmm. do that, but Absolutely. finding ways to engage, mm-hmm. you know, engage and connect and continue to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, community groups, small groups are another way to do that. Like, you know, if you're not able to make it, you know, to the big weekend gathering, can you go to a community group? Can you be a part yeah. of a local yeah, be community in a circle. group? Yeah. Be, be with somebody. So mm-hmm. these are all really important. And I'd, I'd love to know, I mean, this is a good time to just put a plea out this is a real conversation, and I feel like there needs to be a part two as we, we continue to have this conversation, but I'd love to hear from those that are listening, mm-hmm. email, social media, whatever way you can. I'd love to hear your feedback of pros and cons. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's important, and I'd love to share those later on. Maybe mm-hmm. there is a, a, a you know part two to this conversation because that's what we want this to be is a conversation where we're having 
you know, a two-way conversation about what, what we really think about this. So pastors, leaders, if you're out there, I'd love to hear your feedback, pros, cons, challenges that you're facing when it comes to, to online. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, I, I, as you look and you say, you know, <laughs> uh, Josh, I, I think I sent it to you on, uh, I sent it to a couple of people, you know, a couple of weeks ago I was watching and our, our friend Craig Rochelle, he is, you know, the master of it leading the way and mm -hmm. kudos to him, but you know, he's offering church and in, in the metaverse, um, you can go and watch it. You can go and find it. It's, um, you know, is this the way of the future, Josh? we got to, you know, is that, is that really it? Cause I mean, he's paving the way we see it. I can actually see it. Hand People are getting saved from what I can tell in the metaverse. Um, so is this the future? Why or why not? Uh, that's the question. I saw a clip. I think you sent it to me, right? Where I think it's like, I did. it shows yeah. like this did maybe you're listening. You've, you've seen this, but like, it shows like this VR experience. Like you're in a movie theater place and, your little avatar can raise their hand. And so they were given the invitation and they were like avatars trusting in Christ. And I was, I, I totally was like, just thinking through it. Like, is this happening? Is this, this isn't a, no one's making this up as like a joke or they're not being uh, critical of, of a church or whatever. But I love, number one, I love that Craig is willing to be creative. He's always thinking, of ways to connect people to Christ. And I think that is what we should always be. I'd rather be leaning heavier on that than always, uh, than sounding like a, yes. a curmudgeon saying, oh, I, you know, I'm against all Let's this. Let's be clear. Technology. This is not a yeah. knock on Craig. Uh, Absolutely again, not. No. I think every pastor can say in some way, shape or form, he's, he's done an encouragement to the local church. Listen, and, how and many people, it. how many people would have, would be mocking us 20 years ago if we were talking about zooming right now, recording a podcast, <laughs> right? putting it on Instagram and Twitter. And I mean, that's weird. Nobody's ever going to do that. You know, so I, we always want to be flexible to try new methods, but keep the message the same. And I love that Craig, Craig holds that uh, very clearly, at least from what I've, I've, I've right, been around. Right. So can we influence people with the metaverse? Absolutely. Should we do it? Yeah, let's figure it out. I don't, I don't know. I've not, I can tell you the metaverse, Grayson, so our worship leader said he's got our stuff set up. He's working so he's on got it. it in there. I have well, I'd no love clue. to see you. I'd uh, love to too. see you in the metaverse. I want to see your too. avatar. I totally want to look cooler. We were talking about this earlier. I can, I can control <laughs> what I look like in the metaverse, right? <laughs> I guess, I guess you can be whoever you want. I mean, watch I out world. I'm going to look. Yeah, way this, is, cooler. this is getting awkward. Can you fully disciple someone <laughs> on the metaverse? No. Can, <laughs> can you live life on life? No. Can you, I mean, I, I have a hard time with someone growing to be a full mature, you know, multiplying disciple, uh, sitting in their bedroom for 20 hours a day with, with VR glasses on. So I struggle with it. I mean, I do, uh, but is it the future? Oh yeah, it's coming. It's coming. Right. I, uh, I, <laughs> I don't even know what to say. It's, it is, it is challenging. Right. And the yeah. risk of, uh, of feeling a little, um, tension i guess is like what does this look like because i think you have people on both sides of the the debate of whether you know what we should do there's totally people on both sides and there has to be an aspect that we embrace but there also has to be an aspect where we go okay let's make sure we're not watering down we're not taking mm -hmm. away from what jesus is who jesus has called us to be 
And, um, you know, I don't know if I, I don't know about, you know, can you disciple somebody in the metaverse? I don't know. Can you influence them? I don't, I don't know. Cause I don't know enough about the metaverse. I don't know about this world that I am not a part of yet. Um, I don't even have an avatar that I'm aware of. Maybe they've created one for me already. You probably did. I I have no clue. We can share it. Maybe, maybe Mark Zuckerberg has already got my avatar ready for me. And, um, I look way cooler. Uh, but I don't know. Can you, I don't know. Those are answers that I don't have. Those are questions I don't have answers to, Mm -hmm. but I do know that it's worth us processing. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, the real, the real subject is how do we continue to advance the kingdom and advance the gospel and make disciples. And if there's barriers, we can't, we can't give in to technology just because it's the way of the future and limit our calling. Our calling always has to trump whatever the world around us is saying and doing. Um, Mm -hmm. We have to still make disciples. I can tell you, I can tell you what I know from a fact. We know that um, the kingdom is advancing in areas where you're not allowed to meet. There is no Zoom. You have to, you have to be secretive about what you're doing and meeting and people go and meet in dark, dark places and will worship for hours on hours. That is where the kingdom of God is advancing on great measures. And we know this statistically, um, and it's not using anything that we're talking about right now. Mm-hmm. It's old school. Yeah. It's kind of old I'm school, I would say. No, it is. It's old Preaching school, God's I... word, yep. you know, studying God's word and life on life discipleship. And so there has to be something in the balance there. I'm not sure the answer. And well, I, I think you're hitting on the tension though. Yeah. Do you can, some can say, well, guys, I'm listening to your conversation. I could agree with some of it, but man, what people really want is life on life, you know, real, real people in a real room talking together face to face. They can feel each other's emotions and pray for one another and hug each other and high five each other. But then you, you could also say, well, how is everyone consuming content? Well, they're consuming content on their phones. They're consuming content on their laptops. They're consuming on iPads, you know, so there's, there's that tension. And I know following like, you know, Carrie Newhoff and, and how many conversations about online and how it's not just like a it it is the future but then we need relationships so i think it's a both and but i think at the end of the day you and i can't fully become who jesus wants us to become hiding in a room wearing a vr glasses Mm. like i'm i'm not i'm not i'm just breaking it down to like if if we're going to be people that are like you're saying in, in in underground church in china people in india uh church planners in north africa uh, those that are that are pouring into to areas where there's communist control, the church is exploding because the people of God are living out their faith. They're not hiding in their room with VR glasses on. So I, I struggle with it. It is definitely and and I, guess and I think we in Amer- the American church we have to struggle with it. We're not facing bit... what they're facing. We act like we're we're dealing with we're dealing with aggravations, well, this political issues, have... but they're shut down like for real. They you will be thrown right. in prison. You'd be beaten or killed. I mean, this just hit me while we're having this conversation. I was in my community group the other night and, you know, we're back on a mask mandate and, you know, some people are a little concerned about meeting together. No, no fault or anything. So we met on zoom Mm -hmm. and about 50% of the people on zoom, their, their biggest hangup was, I don't want to be on a computer anymore. Mm -hmm. I, I don't, I don't want to attend because I don't want to be on a computer anymore. Well, if that, if we're struggled because of the zoom meetings and being mm-hmm. on technology, what is that going to say about 
whether or not we're going to attend in VR world or, you know, metaverse or whatnot. It's, it's a tension point. Again, I, I, I hate leaving an episode where we don't have a definitive like answer for, but I get, I think this conversation is it's, Mm -hmm. it's continually evolving as we're learning Mm -hmm. more, as we're discovering more, and we're really on a journey together to figure it out. And we're two guys who are in, you know, one in Florida, one in Massachusetts, and we're just trying to figure it out. And we're just being honest and transparent that like, this is, this is, this is a a real, yeah, real, 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 you know, topic that needs to be discovered and investigated more and talked about more, not just the pros Mm -hmm. and pushing towards like, yes, this is the way we need to go, but also, you know, what are the ramifications? Yeah. um, Like what, what would, what would the apostle Paul do? Yeah, you know, yeah. I, I mean, would he would he zoom with Ephesus and go over their issues? Would he? I mean, he'd be on the he'd be on the zoom with with the Church of Corinth a lot, saying, "Guys, you guys got to stop." All right, just the whole the whole letter I'm writing you is a bunch of please stop this and start this. But to, to the Jews, he other... became Jews. The Gentiles, he yeah. became Gentiles. To the yeah. metaverse, he became metaverse. I think he would have used the tool, but I I told a, a group of people at our we have a starting point class, which is like our first, you know connection for people that want to learn more about our vision values and then eventually decide if they want to fully become members of our church and one thing i try to say to people and i from the bottom of my heart this is what i want for every person that even if even if they're not a follower of jesus they would come to christ and that they would feel completely connected and loved in a church family where they can fully become all that jesus has called them to be to fulfill the great commandment to love god love people uh, and, and then the great commission, right? Go make disciples of all the nations. And so we need to get on planes and we we need to go and plant and we need to go actually physically do things for the sake of the gospel. So I, I, I told the, the folks, I said, more than anything, if it's not the bridge church, I pray that you will find a Bible believing Jesus focused church and that you would connect your life to that church and you would give your life away for the sake of the gospel that you give, you go, you'd serve, you share your faith. You would make, you would do everything you can to bring glory to God by reaching people with the gospel. And I said, if it's not here, that's okay. But, but find a church where you can do that. Cause at the very heart, I think of what we're trying to get at today is it's not about, you know, nitpicking online. It's not about the apps and, and even the metaverse and, and, and how weird Facebook is and all that. It's saying we want every person to be encouraged and in relationship, living out a life that is not isolated, is not depressed, is not suicidal, is not broken. And I think for a lot of quote unquote church goers that are just choosing not to engage in person with real people, I just, I just think at the end of the day, it's just not healthy. And I think over time, you lose your passion because you're not around other people that can encourage you to, to serve and give and go. And so, I mean, at the, at the very heart of this, Jay, I know I'm kind of just preaching now but man that's that's what that's the tension in my heart and i know that's you 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 feel that same way uh, well, that we yeah, want I think people the tension for me is uh, from a pastor's heart i yeah. just want to do everything i've been called to do and i you know i I've, i take my responsibility extremely serious mm-hmm. um i'm here to love and support and encourage you and if i don't know where again and it's hard it's hard for pastors to keep up with who's where and what's going on, because I don't see, you know, I I have conversations. How many conversations do you have on a weekend when you see people Mm -hmm. a ton? Um, I don't 
always get to interact with those that are watching online. Um, I hear they're watching online. They'll tell me, Hey, I watched online, but that's, that's the extent of it. I watched online. Mm-hmm. That's it. I, how's your mom? How's your, how's your family? How's everything mm-hmm. going? Uh, those conversations are not happening like they do when we're in, we're in a room together, we're building, we're mm-hmm. rubbing shoulders together. And so from mm-hmm. a pastor's heart, it's just more along the lines of we, we want to come alongside of you, lock arms with you. And we want to see God do amazing things in and through you, but it really, it really takes that engagement level. And uh, to some extent uh, online um, becomes an excuse and a barrier for us to really live out our calling. And yep. we, have life on be, life. we have to be careful of that. It can be a tool, mm-hmm. but it cannot yep. replace who we've been called to be as the local church. Josh, this is a longer and bigger conversation. Um, I, I, I'd love, again, we'd love to hear from them. Uh, we'd love to hear from you who are listening. If you're a pastor, if you're a leader, share with us. We'd love to reach out. Uh, again, there's not a lot of definitive like answers, uh, in this podcast, but it is really a conversation we want to have, and we really want to hear from you. Are we alone in this? Are we two oddballs out that are thinking, "Hey, I'm really not sure"? Uh, are Are you there too? Um, I say that with the risk of being shot down as a old man who is not embracing the future. But uh, listen, I'm embracing the future, Josh. I, I'm ready. Let's go. Let's get into this metaverse if we have to. Um, but I also, whatever it takes, right. Doing whatever it takes is my, I mean, I'm telling you, that's how we roll. Um, but at the same time, we got to make sure that we're making disciples. That's what we've been called to do. So that's right. Josh, how can people reach out to us? Uh, how can they connect with us if they wanted to and continue the conversation? Yeah. Our emails is the pastorpod at gmail.com. And you can shoot us some questions or just if you have, like Jay said, we'd love to hear from you, your thoughts on what we talked about today. You can also Instagram, shoot us an Instagram DM. You can uh, tweet at us. We have a Facebook page, but it's not super active. I don't really know how to use Facebook pages that well. I'm not sure if we even need one, but we have a Facebook page. If you want to comment there uh, or just shoot one of us uh, a message on any of our, our social uh, profiles, we'd love to hear from you. Yeah, what's your what your 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 private handle, your direct handle for you, Josh, is what at Josh Robinson? So it's like I think it's like Josh underscore Robinson on Instagram and Twitter. See, I think you weren't you weren't an early you? embracer of it then. See, I was an early embracer. I you, you I was, were on top of it. I have <laughs> all my handles are at J Mud. Like early embracer, I go steal it before all the other J Muds. <laughs> you're J Mud listening to this. I'm the one that stole it. <laughs> I have the J Mud. I was early embracer. So listen. Uh, Josh, it's been always a good conversation. We want to thank you for joining us and and really and, and you know inviting us in, letting us in to your car ride, your home. Um, I know some people do it while they you know, listen while they work out, uh, whatever it is. Thank you for being here. We'd love to hear from you. Until next week. Until next time. Um, have a great, great, great week. <laughs>